perfect movie. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. <laughs> to be laughably stupid. Creatures. Ouch. Out of my way, boys. Right. Perfection. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Or welcome to Weekend on Fleek. Sorry. Little preemptive peek into what we're about to tackle or bite into, depending on what you want to go with. We're talking I think about everyone is afraid now that we're going to do all five Jurassic Park movies. <laughs> As you should be, friends. No, we're talking about Spielberg creatures. There are three specifically we have in mind that take control of our hearts. One is Jaws, who will literally eat the heart right out of our chest. Um, and the rest of you. And if you're the rest available. of you, because he doesn't have heart discernment. It's not like his favorite course or anything. Also, E.T., whose heart glows and you just love. And then there's uh, the T Rex from Jurassic Park. The original. Original. The OG T Rex. OG T Rex. OG Jurassic Park. The, the Jurassic Park, in my opinion. Hmm. The only. I'm choosing to ignore the rest. Can we just say that in terms of difficulty. We have chosen three awesome, iconic, classic pieces of Spielberg right here. No, seriously. Yeah, so a weak film in this bunch is pretty much laughable. Yeah. And the points are going to be like, this is going to be a five minute long podcast. Yeah. Which may be good for you. Maybe you have a short commute. You're listening on your way home from work. This is going to be a short one. You can pop over to season one, star seasons over again. you're boiling an egg. Yeah, right. For example, uh, Boiling and Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Short short commute. You can go back to season one and listen to us talk about um, our guilty pleasures and go with Mac and me because Mac and me has a lot of similarities to E.T. They were they were tapping into some things yes. with E.T. I like bringing our... Uh, our if E.T. had vomited, <laughs> then you could look at that and say, oh, look, it's Mac and me. <laughs> Ouch. that's what we all say when we watch (laughs) mac and me that was et saying burn but he says ouch Uh, which i love okay so anyway so weekend on fleek we're starting with the weeks rich what's your week this was very hard agree and i think even if our rankings aren't exactly the same i think they're gonna be basically the same like yeah there's there's so little so i'm gonna go with my week and i'm gonna say my week is et I knew you were going to say that, and I was preparing myself. There was no way I was going to put E.T. on the floor. No way I was going to put E.T. on the floor. He was already on the floor with all those teddy bears and stuff around him when he was in the closet. Mm -hmm. You guys remember that scene. I had to, and it was like super painful for me to put Jurassic Park at the bottom. Mm. And so there you go. Now everybody knows what (laughs) our weeks and our fleeks are at this point. So there you go. So why is Jurassic Park week? Why is E.T. week? Is E.T. week? I mean, let's be honest. It's really not. It's not. So it's an amazing film. I do have to say, E.T. has perhaps one of the greatest sibling insults ever recorded on film. (laughs) When he gets up and yells at his brother, penis breath. I just died. Like, 
I die every time. Uh, not I just mean, the first time. And then you see the mom, and the mom, is, you can tell she's having a hard time <laughs> controlling Keeping. herself because she wants to laugh at this truly epic insult. Which you've probably um, been there before where you're trying to be a good good parent, good teacher, yep. good auntie, yep. or whatever. And you try to keep it together when you just really want to... And I know I'm supposed to be saying the weeks of this film, but that was definitely a fleek moment right there. <laughs> um, I, You know, I think when you get down to it, of these three films, it is absolutely the hardest one for me to get through. Because it is so heart-wrenching and so affecting... And, um, I mean, from the first scene where little E.T. is struggling to get back to his family and is left behind, I mean, just that poor little alien right guy. there immediately, you're already like, okay. he raises his little alien arms right. and does that right. sound. <laughs> and, and so from right from the get go, it's tugging on your heartstrings and it just continues to tug and tug and tug. And, you know, that final farewell is just, it's its heartbreaking. And so if I had to weak it, and it's not really even a week, it's just maybe it's because I'm weak. I have a hard time watching it just because it, gosh, it, it, it pulls at me. Um, but I will say one ding I have against this movie is that when it was re-released, Steven Spielberg went back and CGI'd out all of the guns out of the uh, government employees' hands when they're chasing E.T. You know, that moment Mm. when he's about to fly off on his bicycle and they're all running after him. In the original cut, they have guns. And then, uh, I guess for some reasons, Spielberg was like, guns guns are scary. Let's take those out and give them (laughs) walkie-talkies. And so... Walkie talkies can also be scary. Right. And so instead of running after him with guns, they're running after him with walkie talkies. And I'm like, that's a a, a needless change for one. And for another, let's be real. If there was an alien, you would be lucky if the what they were chasing after him with was guns. You'd be lucky if there weren't tanks and like... Mm. Planes but and they did rocket have, launchers. And, they did have the, the Back to the Future gear on. Right. And uh, <laughs> so um, if there is any ding to be had in this film, I would say that would be it. Is that I feel like, why why would you tamper with it? I feel like that's the most George Lucas thing Steven Spielberg has ever done. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. But, but Reese's Pieces and the best... The best child actor performance ever filmed. Yes, I, I, I and you know all of the Elliot. It, Elliot. It's it looks so natural and it feels and the set design, you feel like you're in a real house. It it looks you know it has just the right amount of kind of wear and tear to it, um, and it looks it does real. Look real. You um, th- you you always like films based on their houses. Well, hey. If I if I look at a house and think real people live in there, if I'm sold on that, then automatically I'm probably going to it's going to ease me in and make me feel more natural about what I'm mm. watching. Um, whereas if you have some perfect thing, which we'll we'll get in, we'll probably get into that very soon in another episode. But because um, there's some, we've been never mind. 
Spoilers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it looked very natural. It looked very good. And yeah, you've got amazing performances from very young actors um, who managed to pull this off really well. Thank goodness they never did a sequel. Can we just all agree to that right here? Amen. Right like, well, there was back at me. We said that already. That's not a which sequel. Which has nothing that's to do with nothing e. to do with Spielberg. When he had the flu, uh, it's just yeah, no. Yeah, no. Mac and Me is a guilty pleasure, but it is definitely not on the same level. It deserves not even to be on the same planet as E.T. And I had to look at E.T. objectively as well. Should he be on the bottom? And for all those reasons that you dinged it, except for the gun thing, all those reasons you dinged it, I mean, I had to embrace it because right. of the emotional resonance. I mean, I love a good T-Rex. I'm, I'm like obsessed with dinosaurs. Right. But, you know, again, the emotional resonance... The quote, the quotable moments, the the child acting, the acting in general, just E.T. himself, mm-hmm. how sweet he is. And um, like he's an alien. Shouldn't aliens be disturbing? He just the whole time you just want him to be in your house. And, and what <laughs> a fine line design wise they had to have walked yeah. there to have made something that was alien but at the same time was undeniably lifelike and cute childlike and and that you 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 were never afraid of him even in the early scenes where all you see is his glowing chest and his spindly little fingers <laughs> there's just something about him that, that he never engenders fear and that's remarkable and it still holds up if they were to do ET today yeah. And they didn't use that, I would think, you you stupid. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And I would definitely not be signing that petition to redo E.T. Yeah. I no mean, Snyder Cut of oh, E.T. No Snyder Cut of E.T. Please. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. No, no not knocking Zack Snyder. I'm just saying. <laughs> E.T. is perfect as it is. Just leave it there. So I'll, I'll pick up from there. My week was had to be Jurassic Park, even though, like mm-hmm. I said, I'm obsessed with dinosaurs. That film is a classic. It was yes. made in, what, 93? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't think about films being made in 93, 94. Being classics, it's a classic. And it can't be duplicated. And they've tried five times. And they're absolutely ridiculous films. Right. The first time was perfection, pretty much. But I, the one thing, the one thing I could possibly bring to mind is possibly going to get me in trouble is Richard Attenborough, who is amazing Mm. and he's an amazing actor. And I really like him and everything he does that I've seen. However, he does have this thing where it's almost like he's breaking the fourth wall Mm. and almost like, I, I know how important this is. And I'm talking to you like this because I know how important this is right here. I know how important this film is. This concept is, we're making a film about dinosaurs. We're making dinosaurs. They're real. It's just a, a little bit breaking the fourth wall. You still like him, but it makes him a little bit cartoony. Mm. Just a little bit. So Even though he has weight, like yes. his weight to his presence in the film and everything he does, it yeah. makes him a little cartoony. Do you know who was supposed to play his part? Sean Connery. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh was lined up to do it and scheduling conflicts had to back out. 
What would that film have been like what with Sean Connery? What a different bit of work that would have been. I Holy think it would have it would have really made things different and I think shoot Sean I'm would have hopped the fence yeah. and he would have taken care of that T-Rex himself. He'd be like out of my way, boys. Taking his big old shotgun and shot him. Yeah. He'd be slapping Malcolm around telling him what a wimpy is, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been a different film. Uh, arguably, possibly a better film, if that's possible. And it's so good. It's so good. Um, and I can see what you're saying about Attenborough, but at the same time, he's kind of playing a salesman. He's kind of playing a pitch guy, an idea man. And so it almost kind of works within the scope of, of what he's doing. I took that into consideration as well, but almost makes it like a parody. Like this, this is a comparison to what we're doing to you film wise, filmmaking wise, what we're doing to the characters in Jurassic Park. Right. And like I said, I had to reach for that. Right. Because Jurassic Park is amazing. I'm just Mm -hmm. not putting it above E.T. Sorry. And I can understand that. I will say I, I read the book after I read the movie. And there's no doubt in my mind that the movie is far superior to the book. Um, Much better, Mm -hmm. much more streamlined, much more focused on what is going to be interesting and appealing with just enough of that philosophical discussion to make it meaty. Um, And so uh, this is one of those rare instances where the movie is better than the book. Uh, and that is rare and that is that is a very very rare thing and um, almost was made it makes me want to change my ranking almost almost not quite but uh, yeah definitely a good one so all right so we've exercised the demons out of those weak ones not weak but um, here on fleek we're gonna have the same answer Jaws it's Jaws 1975 Jaws Jaws is a perfect movie wait a minute is it it is there is not one single scene not a note not a line there's nothing that i can see in that film that i would change the 70s hair and clothes nope wouldn't touch them (laughs) it's a product of its time and it is magnificent (laughs) and i adore it I truly... I don't think Richard likes this one. I genuflect before this film. I bow to Spielberg's Dang. power and prowess Dang. in this film. I do not think he has ever been better than he was when he made Jaws. I think it is a superior piece of filming. I think you should... We should pause and let that sink in. Okay, go ahead. Superior. I mean, truly. <laughs> I There's, there's nothing... I, I can't... I can't think of anything to ding it with. When it is funny, it is hilarious. When it is an adventure, it is rousing and adventurous. When it is horror, it is terrifying. When it is horror, it's the whole film. When it is thriller. That is scary. That is is a scary, scary film. It is a scary film, and yet you laugh in it. It is a scary film, and yet... It's like life. It has genuine (laughs) pathos and like camaraderie and adventure. I mean, it has... Uh, minus a musical number it's got everything the shark <laughs> didn't sing i'm sorry he picks up a top hat um after he eats that 
that gruff shark hunter guy mm. picks up a top hat. And then sings, what is that, the song the frog sings? Hello, my baby. That's Hello, exactly what honey. I was thinking of. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. No, serious. Um, no, I mean, it's frog. it's such a good movie. I can't think of anything that I would change. I really can't. It's, it is, I, yeah. You know what's so great about it is that build and that mm-hmm. score. Oh, it's yeah. two notes. Well, all three of these it's movies. It's two notes. That's true. John Williams is at his A game. And I'm trying to, I was like, going to save that for the possible bonus we would do. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But this, seriously, two notes. Yeah. It does get explored thematically. It's it's amazing. The yeah. whole thing it sounds nautical. It should be at sea. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. But the Jaws theme itself, <clears throat> used, used at the, just the perfect time, at the right time, also, it it just does this this thing with um with the build. You know that there's a shark. Right. It's gonna come. Um, you know when is it going to happen? We don't know. Right. The suspense is there always. The music definitely helps with that. But also the filming, the angles, the camera, the cinematography, all of those things. It's funny when John Williams came to Spielberg and played the Jaws theme for him at first. Spielberg was like, "What is this?" Because it's two notes. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he's like, and then I thought about it and I realized this is primitive. This is base animal power. And uh, and when you watch the movie, I mean, that's that comes through so clear. I, so clear. I'm not even hearing that music. I'm just hearing it in my own head. And I feel like this this jolt of... Just energy that comes from, okay, yeah, that's that's scary. That's a scary, scary thing. It's it's worth it to watch the film just for the score. And talk about a movie that is better than the book. (laughs) (laughs) The book is not good. Uh, (laughs) Sorry Uh, for those of you who are fans of the book. uh, Read it. Put it down. Hope to forget it. Um, it's this. It can't. It can't compare. It can't hold a candle to this book. Maybe if I didn't, if I'd never seen the movie, I might have thought, "Oh, that book's all right." But I've seen the movie, and it's like, no, just step away, <laughs> walk away now. You're gonna get hurt. Back away slowly. Yeah. So, yeah, I cannot. I cannot praise this film enough. I will say. Actually, no, maybe we should save that for the bonus. We'll talk about that in the bonus. I know. I keep thinking about things um, for the bonus. But I, yeah, uh, is there any, and I, I will, you know, vehemently smack you down, but is there, truly, is there anything that you can think of that is bad? I would not risk your ire. With the exception of if you're not a horror person, and I'm not, and truly, I had never seen Jaws the whole way through the first one right. until preparing for this podcast. And I've seen E.T. a million times. I've and, seen Jurassic Park And what was Park my reaction times. when you told me that you had You were shocked. I, I'd seen bits of it. I'd seen Jura, Jura, Jaws. <laughs> I've she seen wants Jaws. a Jaws-Jurassic Park combo. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. I'd seen Jaws 4, I believe. Oh, gosh. Before or something like that. But I'd never seen Jaws 1 all the way through. And the reason is because... I don't do well with horror, right. and that that uh, two note theme and that 
amazing score, mm-hmm. it terrifies me. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd never seen it. And, I mean, it is, it's very impressive. And obviously so, because I put it above E.T. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. But it had to be so. Because I'm, I'm not really a horror person either. Um, and mostly because I find most horror to be laughably stupid and just beyond plausibility. And, you know, any shark person will tell you that the behavior that you see in this film is way outside the norm of a shark. It is not, however, completely implausible. And I think that's probably the most frightening part about it is, is that it skirts that line of, okay, this is something that could potentially actually happen. Sure, um, sure. And that's that always makes the right. most horrifying horror films. Right. Is Any other. Skirting to realism. Yeah, absolutely. So, are you ready to rate this thing? Yes. Um, out of... 10 E.T. glowing hearts. Okay, out of 10 glowing hearts... I will give it 11. I'm going to give it 10. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect. The, these three films are just magnificent. If you've not seen one or any of them, go and watch them. Because, Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I don't love everything that Spielberg does, but I think these three films are, are emblematic of some of the, the highest quality caliber stuff that he's put out. And not just him. Anybody has put out. Yeah. Ever. True. And that, that is high praise, and we mean it. Good job, Spielberg. Jurassic Park, Jaws, and E.T. And this has been Weekend on Fleek. These ain't weak. <laughs> <laughs>